This is Ryan Watches a Movie, where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Gone balls out in the lumberyard. Watching the Grubbian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. This is episode number 209. My name's Adam Patterson. Joining me today, we got Kevin Rakestraw. How are you doing there, Kevin? Good. Also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? Good. Now, before we uh, get your movie this week, I, I found something kind of interesting on, on the, uh, the old internets here. So, one of, uh, one of our listeners, Leo, compiled this list on IMDb. I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but I just found it interesting. It's called All Stars of Ryan Watches a Movie. Now, what he does here is he takes all of the movies that you've watched and then compiles the, the most actors that you've seen in these movies and then put it into a list. Nice. So get, guess who the number one uh, person is on, your, on this list here. The number one all-star of Ryan Watches a movie. Any guesses, Kevin? Cage. No? Good guess. Kevin? Oh, man. It's probably like someone ridiculous. I don't know. It's Adam Sandler. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yep, so... We gotta stop with the Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> you've you've watched five Adam Sandler movies. Really? Including Jack and Jill, Grown Ups, Click, That's My Boy, and Hotel Transylvania. Damn, it didn't seem like you watched that many. Right? Yeah. Clearly we've uh, returned to that well too many times. We need to not do that anymore. Moratorium on the Adam Sandler yeah. well. <laughs> if you had stopped making stupid movies, <laughs> I wouldn't have to do that. True. Well, that and they they always come out when nothing else is coming out. So yeah, yep. It's really our only option. Often, yeah, it's true. Number two is Diedrich Bader. <laughs> Diedrich Bader. That that would have been one of my guesses. <laughs> you saw four movies with him. <laughs> nice. Where are they? Uh, there was the. No, I can't remember the names in him. Uh. Vampires Suck, The this Starving one. Games, yeah. Meet the Spartans, and The Country Bears. <laughs> Wasn't he in, uh, uh, oh, what the fuck is it, The Haunted House, man. Or was he not? Am I thinking of the wrong? Which one? Sorry. The Haunted House. With the, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Wins. I don't think he was in the, I don't know, though. I'm not sure. Uh, number three, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You saw End of Days, Hercules in New York, Sabotage, and Batman and Robin. That's four. That makes sense. Tied up, tied up with Diedrich Bader. Uh, number four, Kevin Costner. Cool. You saw Swing Vote, The Postman, and Dragonfly. <laughs> Dragonfly. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, number five, Samuel L. Jackson. You saw three yeah. Samuel L. Jackson movies, Jumper, The Spirit, and The Great White Hype. That, that's a shame. I feel like he's somebody that should never read stupid movies. Yeah, but he is. He, he is. Just a normal guy like the rest of them. Yeah. Number six, Kevin James. <laughs> you got Grown Ups, Paul Bullard, Mall Cop, and Hotel Transylvania. Good old Kevin James. Number seven, Ashley Judd. Saw three Ashley Judd movies. Uh uh-uh. Tooth Fairy, Dolphin Tail, and Divergent. Wow. Uh, number eight, Charlie Sheen. You saw Navy SEALs, Red Dawn, and Food Fight. Lots of three lots of threes here. These are it's a big 
Big tie. Ooh. Number nine, Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. What? Yeah. We saw three Maggie Smith movies. Clash of the Titans, The First Wives Club, and The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Uh, <laughs> I love his reaction. And number 10 was Kristen Stewart. You saw Zathura, Jumper, and Snow White and the Huntsman. Nice. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, you can go check that out, uh, that list out. I'll put a link in the show notes. It, there's a list of 78 actors on here that are in, the, in your top list. So it's, it's pretty interesting wow. to go through and look at some of these. That's pretty cool that someone did that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, thank you to, goes out to Leo for putting this together. Uh, what movie do we have you watched this week? Captain America. Captain America? Oh. This is from 1990. Picked this in honor of Captain America Civil War coming out this week. This is directed by Albert Pyong. Uh, I have a synopsis here. Frozen in the ice for decades, Captain America is freed to battle against arch-criminal the Red Skull. Ooh. Yeah, this stars Matt Salinger. Ronnie Cox, Ned Beatty, what? Ned Darren Beatty's McGavin. Wow. Heck yeah. Ryan, tell us a little bit about Captain America. So in the 30s, in Italy, in fascist Italy, like during Nazi time, this group of Nazis goes to the house where there's a young kid, they kidnap him, and they kill his entire family in front of him. And their their goal is to make him a super soldier, but an evil one. And uh, fast forward a few years, and uh, the Americans get the same idea because the doctor who originally worked on the Nazi Italian can flee to America. And somehow lives through all that and then decides to give all of her research to the Americans and turn American kid into super soldier and make like uh, a whole troop of them. Uh when when they when they're in America, the the Americans take volunteers and for some reason the kid they pick, the volunteer they pick, uh, is supposed to be in the giraffe, but he was ineligible because he had polio. Now, I'm not really sure why you would want to pick a half-crippled person to be an athletic superhero and save the world, but whatever. It's American dream. Uh... So they they did their, they they started working on the skin and they're done him and before they can create more the Nazi doctor is killed so they only have this one kid and they call him Project Captain America oh, they don't they don't say Project but that's his good name is Captain America. And he gets fight this uh, Nazi super soldier, and they're in this hideout, 
and they come face face, and the Nazi one ends up kicking the American's ass and handcuffs him to a rocket. And when they launch the rocket, he somehow grabs the Nazi guy and hits him also. So the Nazi guy ends up having to cut his hand off in order to detach from the rocket alive. So this rocket launches, and it's over Washington, D.C., and this guy diverts it somehow, and it, it diverts it to somewhere, I think, near in Alaska. Yeah, yeah. And the rocket, like, crashes into the ground, but somehow it doesn't explode at all. It just, like, skims the ground until the wings fall off, and it loses rocket power, and then finally stops. So then Captain America gets frozen for, like, 40 years for whatever reason. And then, for whatever reason, one day he becomes unfrozen. <laughs> Just I don't know. Well, one day it's like, all right, well, I'm not gonna be frozen anymore, and I'm gonna go save the world. So he goes to visit his old love, and he, when he visits her, finds out obviously it's forty years later, or not forty, I guess sixty years later, and she's old. But somehow she has a daughter who pretty sure looks almost identical. It's the same actress. Uh, I thought so, but I was there. Yeah. <laughs> so they 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 meet up and rekindle everything, and when they see each other after forty years or six years, it's like they instantly fall in love, and the other guy that she's married to, she's like, eh, fuck you, you're done. <laughs> so, they become best friends instantly, and they still has no idea who this daughter is, but the older lady, and her husband are then killed by Nazis that turn out to be this super soldier donor. So they're killed and instantly Captain America and this donor become love interest and or friend and they're like, alright, well we're gonna get him back. So their plan is to defeat this guy once and for all because the president also asked him for help after he realized he's on first. And he tells the the guy the Captain America that the this evil Nazi is called Red Skull. He was 
Someone involved in killing was it JFK, Robert Kennedy, mm-hmm. and there's one more thingy. Mm-hmm. Damn. And, um, so Captain America goes to take him out, and they, they eventually get to the hideout, and fast forward to being in the fight because nothing important happened. And Captain America threw yeah, this evil guy has like, a dirty mom. Remove detonator in his hand. And they're conveniently standing on a cliff. And Captain America throws his shield, knocks him off the cliff into the water. Presumably he's dead. Mm-hmm. And the remote detonator is also obviously wet, so it doesn't work. Nice. And immediately, this evil guy's daughter comes in at the exact place where he was standing beforehand. And as the shield is returning to Cavalerica, it decapitates her. And. Everybody lives happily ever after. Alright, so what'd you think of Captain America? I, <laughs> it felt like a Campbell movie, like a straight TV movie. Yeah. And I don't know why, but it was, I didn't enjoy it. Mm-mm. Many things, many of the things that happened throughout the movie happened because it seemed like that was the most convenient thing to happen. Yep. So I watched this too. Oh boy. For the first time this week. And <laughs> I agree. This is like one of the worst scripts I think ever written <laughs> in the history of film. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> it's that. There, there is some really piss poor Everything, there's so much, like, just random exposition, and the pacing is, like, way, way off. Like, he just has the suit out of nowhere, and they they have, like, this really quick conversation to explain the suit. And there's just, there's, like, no setup. Like, he's not training. It's just he goes from being this dude with polio to suddenly being Captain America, and he's, like, just dropping into, uh like behind enemy lines like there's no there's no build up at all like he's just captain america all of a sudden and um before i forget my favorite absolute favorite thing about this movie and the one reason kevin that you need to see this is because several times throughout this movie captain america's in a car and he's riding in the passenger seat and he and he turns to the driver and he goes can you pull over i think i'm going to be sick and he gets out of the car and he pretends to be sick. And when they get out to see if he's all right, he runs back into the car and steals their car and drives <laughs> off. Are he, you does, he does the oh. same thing more than once throughout this movie. How many times in the middle of nowhere. It's so funny. How many times does he do this? He does it twice. Okay. But I, the fact. Oh my God, I have so many questions now. Like, it, who, who is like, are these allies that are giving him rides or yes, yeah. they're good guys. 
So and he just fucks him over like that. He just steals the first. Yeah, the first one's with Ned Beatty, and he just like leaves Ned Beatty out in the middle of nowhere. Why does he do this? Ned Beatty's like the best friend of the president. Told yeah. best friend. Yeah, and so he's telling him all this, and he doesn't believe him, so. He steals his car and just lets him in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, after he wakes up in the 90s, Ned Beatty tells him, like, look, it's the 90s, and Captain America's looking around, he sees that they're, they're driving a Volkswagen, and he, Ned Beatty's a reporter, so he's recording the conversation, and he, and he looks on the recorder, and he sees that the recorder was made in Japan, so he thinks that Ned Beatty's, like, a Nazi or something, oh. and then he pulls the old... Can you pull over? I think I'm going to be sick. And then the second time he does the fucking, the girl, this, this older lady and man's daughter. Yeah. And him were out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah they, go to, they go to Italy, and he just randomly does it to the girl who's with him, who's trying to help him. What is wrong with this guy? Why I don't know, just, man. Why is he stealing cars? This movie should have been called Captain Asshole. Did he ever just try, like, saying, hey, do you mind if I drive? No. He didn't drive that? What's that? <laughs> my, my other, one of my other favorite things about it is the fact that he doesn't wear the suit a lot in the movie. He just wears it at the beginning and then at the very end. And for the rest of the time, the outfits that he wears are amazing. Uh, he wears a black turtleneck for a good portion of it, which is incredible. And then another, there's another portion where he's wearing one of those giant '80s knitted sweaters. It's it's awesome. Sounds amazing. <laughs> it's just, but the car thing. I'm telling you, man. It's, it's amazing. It is totally worth seeing it just for that. And when he does wear the suit, if you notice, uh, if you if you look at the letterbox, um page for this movie it you can really see it his, the ears are not actually his ears like the ears are got painted onto the the no. suit no they're not hold up one sec i'm going you to the just, letterbox right now yeah go to the letterbox page this and you'll is, see it this is ridiculous there's like because his ears stick out through the mask but in the actual suit they didn't they just like made it flesh color like fake ears why? Why didn't they just cut holes for his ears? I don't know. Oh my lord, that is amazing. <laughs> you can totally see it. <laughs> uh, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, oh it is. Uh, it's 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 quite a movie. It is quite a movie. I think anybody that complains about superhero movies now, like modern superhero movies, this is what it used to be like. <laughs> it used to be. An utter disaster. And this movie is the first credit at the beginning of the movie. It's fully supported by Marvel. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, they had to get the ad to acquire the license somehow. But back then, back then it wasn't like... I mean, these were, these were popular characters and popular franchises. And, and Marvel and DC were you know big companies big iconic companies even back then but uh the the like the movie rights and stuff were just thrown around willy-nilly i mean roger corman had 
the rights to uh, Fantastic Four, I think it was. And they made that terrible Fantastic Four movie that never even came out. Yeah. And I think Canon Films also had, they had the rights to Spider-Man. They made a really bad version, a bad Spider-Man movie that we'll probably have you watch at some point. <laughs> some point in time, you're going to get to see that shit. Yeah. Wow. But it's just great because I've always, I've always seen Captain America as, he's a corny superhero. Oh, this, this movie is and this, beyond corny. And it looks like they took that like that aspect of it and they're like let's just really focus on him being extremely corny but they did it so earnestly that's the problem it wasn't like they were having fun with it it, well, it was all beauty. done in earnest and it was just so horribly executed well that's the beauty of like the 80s and the early 90s everything was done yeah so earnestly it's just it's amazing that's why that's why those movies are so wonderful to watch yep Going back to the beginning, when Red Skull straps Captain America to the rocket, the bomb, he cuts off his own hand because Captain America's grabbing onto him. My question is, why wouldn't you cut off Captain America's hand? So wait, so he, so he gets a... It's in uh, handcuffs. You can, so he handcuffs him to the rocket, right? But he's like strapped to the rocket. You'd think he'd be able to just... Because he grabs him. I thought he handcuffed him the. No, he's like chained no. to the rocket. He's like, he's wrapped around. His body's wrapped around the rocket. But isn't the handcuff between Captain America and Mexico? No, I don't so, think so. Even if that's the case, he cut Captain America's hand off, right? You were handcuffed. Yeah, he's together. chained to the rocket, and then he grabs, he uses his hand, and he grabs, he grabs Red Skull's hand. And Red Skull immediately pulls out a dagger and cuts off his own hand. And it's like... Uh, I, thought, I thought when he was waking up from his 40-year presentness that he had a handcuff still with the Red Skull's hand. No, I don't think so. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's so like, what's, what's Red Skull been doing this entire time? Well, they never explain it, but he somehow lives forever. I was going to say, so he doesn't age or anything, right? No, but he gets, uh, in the movie, he gets plastic surgery to make himself look, appear human. Like, so but he's he doesn't look any different at all. Yeah, he just, he, he basically just, they turn his skin flesh colored, you know? Instead of looking like the Red Skull, he looks like the Red Skull with <laughs> a freaking flesh colored paint on his face. Uh, he looks like Jack Nicholson in... Tim Burton's Batman when he puts the like the flesh yeah. makeup on to, oh, okay. to try to make himself look normal. Gotcha. This it sounds, makes no sense. Sounds ridiculous. It makes it makes no sense. Well, and they just to... the Red Skull's daughters just keep finding him over and over. They just find him so easily. And it's just like nonstop. Everywhere they go, they're getting attacked by Red Skull's daughters. How does Red Skull have daughters? Good question. How's that work? Apparently, according to Wikimedia, he's a crime boss. So he went from a supervillain that was surrounded with the Nazis trying to take over the world. And he got the murder to a crime boss. Sure. Why not? Hey, you gotta keep working. You take what you can get. I also yeah. noticed that uh, the dad from... A Christmas Story was one of the villains, and I believe the mom 
played, <laughs> she was also in it and played Captain America's mom. So it's a little one, bit of a Christmas story reunion. Exactly like Ralph. Yeah, and they, I, I'm pretty sure there, there's just no way that was an accident. The, the young version of Ned Beatty looks exactly like Ralphie. <laughs> I even I had to pull up my phone and go on the band, look that up. Make sure it wasn't Peter Billingsley. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, so that's, that was something I thought was kind of interesting. But plus, he decapitates the woman at the end. Who does what? Huh? Yeah, Captain America. He decapitates a woman at the end. Because when. She goes in the exact same place that her dad's standing beforehand, and uh, the shield is returning to Gatherega. And while it's on its way to his hand, it hits her in the back of the head, decapitates her. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think he has like a quip afterwards. He goes, like, heads up, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's so like, she's just, like is she, is she is she's not even a bad person? No, she's bad, but oh, okay. still. I mean, Captain America doesn't go around decapitating people. <laughs> well, he does if he's got some great quips, some one-liners. You know, <laughs> shit just happens. You got to roll with it. shit through a lot for it. <laughs> There's going to be collateral damage. You know, you got that shield flying through the air and then returning. Someone's bound to get and at one yeah. point, a in this movie, he doesn't have this shield, so I think I think it's a garbage can lid. Yeah, it's like a it's like the lid of a trash chute or something. That he uses for a shield and does the exact same thing as Ultimate Shield does. So he so he's able to tr- to transfer that power to any like disc shaped thing. Is that he can throw it and it will return to him. Affair. Pretty much, pretty much. Damn. Also, I also like at the beginning when they first turn him into Captain America, and the the Nazi spy kills everybody in the lab. They they shoot Captain America like five times in the chest and in the stomach, and there's oh, so much blood. It's like his stu- his entire stomach explodes. And then for the rest of the movie, he gets all freaked out whenever anyone shoots him. But yeah. at the beginning, he took five bullets, no problem. Yeah, he's like, whatever. He just, he brushed, brushed that off, but eh, whatever. It's a bad movie. The guy that plays Captain America, I don't remember if I've ever seen him in anything before, but he's really terrible. I mean, I, I know the part of it is just because the character is so bad. Like, yeah. all of his lines are apps, they're just so awful. <clears throat> There's a there's a a funny review on Letterboxd that just says uh, I give this movie credit for being the first m- for giving us the first mentally handicapped superhero in film history. <laughs> 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 and if you see it, you'll understand. Like it's he's ridiculous. His it, Matt Salinger, the guy who plays Captain America, his, he was in Revenge of the Nerds. That was his first. Oh, yeah, I know, I know that name. Yeah, but I wasn't sure. I don't remember him. I just rewatched that movie not too long ago, and I I don't remember, like, I don't remember him in that at all. He played Burke, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's one of the uh, Brat House guys, one of the non-nerds. More likely. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's talk about the director, Albert Pion 
So he did a he did and is still doing a shitload of movies. Um credits include uh let me see here. We got Cyborg. Nice. From uh eighty nine. We got Kickboxer Two. What? Yeah, the road back. We got Blood Match. What? We got Kickboxer Four. So he leaves he leaves for three, but then he comes back for four. Yeah, he does. Good yeah, morning. Kickboxer Four is called the Aggressor. Uh Oh boy. Uh Heat Seeker, Spitfire, Omega Doom, Blast. He did Nemesis how many of these did he do? Nemesis two, Nemesis three, and Nemesis four. And oh he did all the Nemesis movies. He did a movie called The Wrecking Crew from two thousand. Did a movie called Road to Hell. He did a movie called Bullet Face. I I, I love <laughs> There's a movie called Bullet Face. Looks like it's a, uh, a revenge thriller. Sounds amazing. Looks pretty. There better be a bullet face in it. Uh, that's. Uh, I mean, he he did one that's coming up called Cyborg Nemesis: The Dark Rift. Oh shit! He put the two together. Yeah, it seems seems like the. Oh, what are these Nemesis movies? There's four of them. He did Doll Man, which I saw. Uh, that's that's a really really bad one. That's about a uh, intergalactic policeman who is only twelve inches tall. <laughs> what? Yep. Why yep. would you make a movie out of that? It's good. It's a good question. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. When I was on my when I was attempting to watch all the Puppet Master movies, I watched Doll Man because there is there's a there's a Doll Man versus demonic toys movie and then there's a demonic toys versus puppet master movie so i was trying to like gather all the the plot threads of of this so i ended up watching doll man i didn't watch the whole thing actually because the quality was so bad that i turned it off Mm. but i might end up checking out this nemesis movie Uh, i actually remember this one i haven't seen it but i heard that it's actually pretty good a burned out la cyborg cop is forced by commissioner farnsworth to find his former cyborg partner and lover, Jared, who's about to deliver sensitive data to cyborg terrorists who wish to wage a war against the humans. Is he being played? It's just that it seems like there's a lot of cyborgs. <laughs> yeah. And you're not 100% sure if what, the cy- what side the cyborgs are on. Yeah. Sounds, I sounds- might have to check that one out. I did see uh, 1989 Cyborg as well. I saw that not too long ago actually. That was with uh, Van Damme. I'm pretty sure that was a canon film actually. Uh, so what do you think of this director, Ryan? Are you interested in uh, what he's got going on? What? And he also has a movie that's currently filming called Star Warfare Rangers and the Cyber Witch of Endor. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Star Warfare Rangers and the Cyber Witch of Endor. <laughs> That sounds like he could get Star Wars. This guy is all about cyborgs. <laughs> yeah, he's got a thing for cyborgs. He is. He could get Power Rangers, so I just put them all together. Yeah, okay. he's got a bunch. Yeah. He's got a number of movies that are coming up. He has one called City of Blood. Ooh, yeah, that sounds that sounds fun. He has one called Algiers. He has one called Napoleon. I really hope that those are like historical. Period pieces just in between his cyborg laden films. <laughs> Maybe. I don't uh, know. Cyborg made a plan. 
<laughs> it's a that cyborg Napoleon. Oh, <laughs> cyborg Napoleon. That would be great. With his with his partner, who's only 12, 12 inches tall. <laughs> <laughs> he did a movie called Max Havoc, Curse of the Dragon. Wow. This movie looks amazing. It's got an amazing cover, too. Ex-kickboxing champion turned sports photographer Max Havoc again finds himself in Guam on a publicity <laughs> photo shoot. <laughs> again finds himself. But he just he keeps fucking ending up in Guam, man. No matter what he does, he ends up in Guam. You know how it is. Max's helpful ways land him in the lives of the vacationing sisters Jane and Christy Goody who have acquired a rare jade dragon, which belongs to the ruthless Japanese Yakuza. Oh, we'll man. stop at nothing to get it back. And it's up to Max to stop the Yakuza, save the sisters, and restore order to the peaceful island. Oh, oh man, he did a move. No, what is this? 1999's Corrupt? The Silk the Shocker? Oh, wow. No, you guys remember oh, that, Silk that, the Shocker? That, that piqued Ryan's interest. <laughs> Silk the Shocker reference. I forgot all about that guy. He did uh, also do a movie called Urban Menace with Snoop Dogg, Ice T, Fat Joe, and Big Pun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Urban Menace. This guy has a hell of a oh man, he did he did two thousand one's ticker with Tom Sizemore, Dennis Hopper, I remember Steven ticker. Seagal, Nas. Oh man. I never saw Ticker, but I remember seeing the, the cover for that one. That's a that's this, a classic. Team. You know what? I know, I know we're like laughing and shit at this guy's filmography, but I'm interested. I'm interested. I am. <laughs> I am honestly. I I'm. Mark my words. I will have some of these watched by Sunday's regular show. I swear to you, because I I'm I'm in the market for some cheesy '80s '90s action sci-fi, and this this right here, this is it. This is what you want. This is what yeah. you're looking for. Omega Doom with Rutger Hauer? Come on. Omega yeah. Doom? I bet there's cyborgs in that, too. I just really hope that there's cyborgs in all of these I movies. If, I wonder if Silk the Shocker plays a cyborg. I swear to God, I hope he does. If Silk the Shocker plays a cyborg. <laughs> I, if he does, I you have to write a 10 out of 10 for that one. I'm sorry. That's just how it works. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think we probably would have to do that. Oh, man, postmortem starring Charlie Sheen. Damn. This guy, he's like he's like the king of straight to VHS action. Oh, we can't not even straight to DVD, straight to VHS. I have a feeling. I, I have a feeling that a lot of these are not available on DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah, this uh-huh. this guy, definitely not Blu-ray, but YouTube. What's like that? You, you can watch the full movie on YouTube. Yeah, I bet a lot of these movies are available on YouTube, probably. Quite likely. I could probably go to my local Dwayne Reed and find several of them <laughs> in the bargain bins as well. It seems like one of those types of things. Find uh, uh, Bad Business starring Master P. Oh, shit. Heck yeah. He's an excellent actor. He's an excellent everything. What was that movie that he was in? It was really, really shitty back in the... Ma- Master P? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him in. 
Any final thoughts on Captain America before you give you your drum roll, Ryan? No, worth it. Well, you know what? It is worth it to see it one time. Just to <laughs> laugh at all the miss everything about this movie. They miss do everything. I love this new trend of yours where you're like, it's good for one one time viewing. Yeah. Just just a one off. I'm gonna say it's it's it does have zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's one of the one of the few movies that has the distinction of a zero. Um, I, I would say it's worth a a hate watch, sure, because it okay. is definitely so bad it's good. It's nice. at that level for sure. The it's, movie it's hilarious. The movie itself is probably worse than Cap One, but it I don't think it had a as big of a budget. I would, I would, I would venture a guess that it did not. <laughs> At least I hope not. What, what we determined it's a, it was a U.S. Yugoslavian co-production. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it had a, an estimated budget of ten million dollars. So. Oh well. Uh, I mean, it's still pretty high. I mean, it's, it's a pretty big budget. 000. It is for nineteen ninety. Yeah, for ninety. It's a pretty big budget. They hear me say it made ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. Ten billion dollars. It made ten thousand dollars. Nice. Fantastic. Oh my god. That's incredible. Great investment. Great investment. <laughs> Uh, people probably got fired over that. I would imagine. All right, Ryan, what are you gonna give Captain America? One. That is a one out of ten. Now, mm-hmm. are you excited to see the new one, Civil War? Kind of looks kind of cool. Yeah, I'll be checking it out uh, <laughs> tomorrow. I'm going to a screening. So I'm pretty- gonna wait until it comes out. Because I haven't seen the first now. Oh, well, you should definitely check those out. I don't know how much you would need to know of, because... And I can give you the rundown real quick. They make him Captain America, and he wins. So, that's about all you need to know, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, You're up to speed, man. At this point, I think that they're just assuming that you've seen all of the Marvel movies going into it. So, you know, if you haven't seen... The Avengers and all of those that there may be some things that are that are lost to you, but I've seen both Avengers, but I haven't seen Thor either. Thor, or I don't think Thor, Thor's not going to matter because I don't think he's in this. Or the Captain America. I don't think or... you need to see. I don't think you need to see part the first one because the the first one is more of an origin than anything. I think you should probably see the second one. I think the second one is probably the most important one to see in the lead up to this, just from going off of what I've seen in the trailers. Because it looks like Bucky plays a pretty big role, and you know he's the uh, one of the central characters in the second one. I was thinking the other day, why do they not make like a movie that involves the Avengers and the, like everyone from Marvel. Well, because they don't, because Marvel doesn't own the rights to X-Men. Fox, Fox owns the rights to X-Men, so they can't, 
have any any mutants at all in their in their roster. The first, the only one that they actually were able to have is uh, Quicksilver for some reason, <laughs> and I don't. I'm not really sure how that worked, but they have Deadpool too. Fox does, yeah. Uh, yep. All of the all the X Men characters, Fox owns, including like X Force. So like the new the new Deadpool movies, they're talking about Cable. They're going to introduce Cable into it, which I'm pretty excited about. But I mean, there's I mean, it's not without because Sony owns Spider Man, but Spider Man's going to be in Civil War, so it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that there could be some kind of crossover. But at this point, I I don't think Marvel needs it like and i don't think fox needs it either because the x-men movies are they do very well at the box office and critically i feel like uh like a three hour long movie of everyone would make a box office killing it might i it might be too hard to put something like that together i think that it's difficult as is to make it like an avengers movie when you have so many characters like that yeah <clears throat> I, th- I think it's just difficult <clears throat> to put something like that together. But now, Kevin, I'm you're not. I take it you're not interested in the in Civil War. Nah, not really. I mean, I'll probably check it out at some point. But okay. Well, you can probably stay tuned for my thoughts on Civil War uh, on the regular show next week. Uh, any final thoughts, Ryan, on Captain America 1990 or Captain America Civil War? No. All right. I think that that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can send us your questions and topics to podcastfilmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter, at FilmPulseNet, at FilmPulseKevin, and at MyLegsDon'tWork. And if you have a moment, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash FilmPulse. Consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson, and we will see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>